Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to Cannabis Karaoke, where we ask you to grab the mic and tell your story. Get inside info from today's most interesting cannabis pioneers, and from the first note to the end of the song, listen up as you get to hear the stories of success on Cannabis Karaoke. Welcome back to another episode of Cannabis Karaoke. You might be getting tired of me saying that because literally every day I'm welcoming people back, but we made a commitment to... uh, to continually do these podcasts, to talk to thought leaders, and uh, we're going to continue on that path today. We have some great guests. Uh, we've got a double header with us here. We've got Joseph Celestio, the CEO of Sproutways, and we've got Jake Title, who is the co-founder and head of business development. And just real quick, Sproutways um, is a... I'm going to butcher this and you can correct it, but you guys are a seed genetically... like You guys basically are in the seed business working with breeders, Correct. Yeah, yeah. The, first of all, thanks a lot, the, uh, Danny, for introducing us. I think um, we focus in seeds. We focus in genetics. Uh, I think from the overall uh, kind of a, a company perspective is that we provide an open marketplace uh, for our genetics that come from legendary breeders. And what we want to do is actually to spark innovation and also to accelerate the a uh, little bit more of the uh, this supply chain uh, and providing simplicity for a lot of the uh, global cannabis and hemp market. And what we have right now is that through the product to the market right now are seeds, but also we uh, provide the byproducts of those genetics in, uh, that includes flowers, trims, and also clones. So in a way, basically, we're like an open marketplace for genetics, uh, you know, in different variety. And those variety are something that's rare and essential for the, uh, the production of the, uh, those cannabis you know, I've Jake and I have bounced off each other a couple of times, happened to, you know, cohabitate here in the Santa Cruz area. And I remember when we first started talking about Sproutways, it was still, you know, I think the next phase for cannabis is going to be this style. I think people are going to get away from everybody having the same Coca-Cola syrup in every dispensary. And uh, the breeders that you guys have partnered up with, um, are, are fairly legendary. You've got Bodhi Seeds. You've got Snow High. Um, those guys are both uh, two really well-known, uh, you know, land race kind of style seed genetic people. Um, I remember going to the Emerald Cup uh, the last two years in a row, and, you know, now it's open consumption, and, you know, people can buy product. And while people were excited to smoke weed and to buy weed, it was the seeds <clears throat> that were the most popular. People were lining up for hours to buy their favorite seeds. And so you guys, in a way, uh, you know, were kind of early to the space, but now fully seated and ready to take advantage of the, the opportunity as, as people become, I don't want to say they're becoming more connoisseur of product, but I think everything's become so hybrided and so blown out um, that it's nice to see people getting back to their roots and being focused on, you know, genetics. I love it. I love it. And I'll let uh, Jake basically provide his uh, aspect. But I think the, uh, the idea the, uh, that you mentioned about the seed, I think the, uh, what's interesting about that is that, you know, I, I came from the tech world and, you know, been there basically for quite some time, about 20 plus years or so. And the, uh, if you, and, and you must have come basically from the media, rich media side as well. I think that we all understand that when we have all these different tool sets, applications out there, right, within the last, you know, kind of a five to ten years of our, you know, uh, evolution technology. It's really about providing control. 
and the way I look at the uh, at the uh, seeds is providing control directly to the home growers or hobbyists or medical patients that they themselves then can actually dictate how they want their medicine to be. And having that control is important because we know that the supply chain and the sustainability of the of kind of a this um, distribution, you know, cannot be dictated by just one or two or three groups of individuals. So I think having the people, the people that are experiencing and really, uh, you know, kind of a need the uh, this medicine, giving them back basically this seeds and genetics, you know, uh, you know, providing them a kind of a long term sustainability for years to come. That's how I feel about it. Uh, go ahead, Jake. Yeah, well, I I was just going to intro you as like, where, where did you like as the, like one of the co-founders of this um, and being in Santa Cruz, we're a little bit uh, blessed because we're around so much great cannabis. But what really led you, Jake, to kind of see this opportunity and to jump into it um, almost from the reverse side, right? Everybody else was jumping in it in 2017, 2018. They were trying to sell weed, package weed, create a brand be a distro, open a dispensary. You kind of went the other direction. You, you kind of went to the back to the kind of origins of it and almost to the mythology of cannabis. You know, it, when, when I was younger, you know, you'd, you'd get some weed and you'd be like, oh my God, I think this is the one, man. I think it's the one from Amsterdam that everyone's been talking about. Um, now you're actually doing that. What was your mindset to jump into that space? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, glad to be here. Um, I think my mindset was just there's, there's so much noise going on in the space and I really wanted to come in and build this more of the trust within the platform. And I know it takes the community. And so what, what Sproutways team and I are trying to do is to build that community and build that trust and, you know, start with the genetics and be able to really um, lay the foundation of good, clean genetics from land race, heirloom and hybrid um, and, and the education side and tie it all together. You guys just did a um, – I have a couple questions about seeds, and I, I want to space them out a little bit. But you did – I just want to give you guys a nod. Um, you did just recently partner with uh, the Wave Rider Nursery and Santa Cruz Naturals to work with people. On, and I know you sell your seeds through a couple other locations as well. Um, spoke to Colin the other day. Obviously interviewed him. Him and I are friends. Um, and we – we discussed a little bit about the relationship, but tell me a little bit more, speak to the listeners a little bit more around what that means um, because you connected a grower to a dispensary, right? And so that's a, that's a pivotal component that most people, I don't know if their minds obviously think at that level, but that is the connecting dots that you need. Um, how did that come about and how do you see that playing out in the future as you guys kind of move into this, from the seed to the store kind of mentality from what I'm seeing. I love it. Yeah. So I think the, uh, I would, uh, you know, first of all, I want to give credit, uh, due to the, uh, to the breeders, uh, to my friends and partners, right. To Kaji of coastal seed, uh, Bodhi of Bodhi seeds. Yeah. And those are no high legendary genetics. Yeah. Those, those are, those are the man. Those are like the man, the myth, the legend, right. Uh, and he, you know, the reason I, I do that is because the relationship and the partnership that we have right now, um, and, and we're a very young company. We're, we're, we're kind of only operationalizing the genetics within uh, less than four quarters, in a way, basically kind of a, just three quarters. And that's really young. So the type of partnership that we have right now, that's why we're blessed. Um, and the reason is because of the relationship that they've uh, had already uh, with the growers 
and especially with the you know vertically integrated operations. You know, if, if we look actually at the historical uh, in the last you know kind of a, since 2016 of the uh, Prop 64, uh, the people that have been growing for quite a while in the last 10 to 20 years, the, the ones that understand uh, the kind of a, the new economics of cannabis, they tend to kind of a build. Uh, a, uh, you know, build a sustainable business that's compliant, getting basically the right funding, uh, building the right operations, and then getting, you know, to be really uh, kind of a, the, the grower of the, you know, of the state, of the uh, compliant grower for, for cannabis. And that's actually, you know, really uh, echoed by the Waverider Nursery. Again, give a shout out to, uh, uh, to Winston and also to, uh, to Drew uh, that, the founders of them, and I think they've been growing for, you know, especially when, you know, uh, Winston has been growing for like multi-decades, and he has a great relationship with uh, Kaju from Coastal Sea, and that really stemmed that relationship to how we want to partner together and bring this beautiful genetics to market. With the new regulations and everything else, everything has to be compliant, has to be legal, so we look at that as the kind of a building the this um, you know source of supply chain and building a trusted uh, relationship that in which we can directly present that to the community that this is what we're doing it comes from a trusted source high quality uh, people uh, and then it gets produced and processed at this wonderful facility and then it's being now presented in a centralized way in the heart of Santa Cruz County with uh, Colin from Santa Cruz Naturals, because we believe in, we we'll use the word premium, we believe in premium, uh, you know, delivery, premium kind of uh, the uh, um, uh, pro uh, production of it, not so much on premium pricing. I think the, the quality and the accessibility of those um, cannabis need to be uh, you know, uh, to be transparently be uh, presented to the public out there. So using basically those kind of uh, those nodes from the Wayfrider and the Santa Cruz Naturalist, we kind of uh, try to connect the dots and provide the, the people with this is what we're doing instead of actually trying to close off and saying that, um, you know, uh, there's just one brand. So the representations of all the brands and all the people out there is important for the community to see that this is what it takes to bring a beautiful product out there to the market. Yeah, and you're really going from, you know, you're controlling the supply chain is what you're doing. And uh, one of the, I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, you're, you're basically in, in, a, in a scientific mythology, when you say control, you're, you're making sure that the aspects of, premium go all the way through to the end to the consumer and you know i really see you know this cannabis space is going to continue to mutate right like I, you know right now you got dispensaries trying to sell everything you got them trying to sell vape pens and flour and pre-rolls yeah. and cones yeah. and shatter and da 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 and i think eventually we're going to start seeing those things break off and you can't be everything to everybody i mean we have a couple lo local little grocery stores around me i go there for certain things and then i go to the big grocery stores for other things and so i see what you guys are doing and and i see how how you're basically it's benefiting the end you know consumer the consumer is going to be getting a much better product and really they don't even know what they're looking for still and so 
unfortunately you're probably still a little early on the appreciation level except if it's coming from like the weed heads or people that really know what's going on but you're gonna eventually yeah. be in a position where you'll have been able to work out all the kinks you'll have been able to work out and expand and and continue to offer more and more and by the time the user because people i think sometimes forget that the cannabis user is the one that is really going to dictate what happens. And, and I think there's a certain amount of education that has to go along with that. And in partnering with, you know, Wave Rider and with Santa Cruz Natural, how do you guys communicate that to the end user? It's not unlike a small craft beer, right? Like the people that are really into beer will search out all of their stuff. How is, what is, what part of marketing strategy are you utilizing to educate the consumer on the premium product that you're offering? Yeah, I appreciate that. And I'll provide the first part. Uh, Jake can provide the second part because he's been very hands-on on the uh, on the sales and also the business development of it. I think that the, yeah, the first thing, I, I have a mantra, basically, especially as, as we build uh, Sprotways, we build the brand. And the brand actually, you know, kind of, a, you know, in a way, uh, stands on top of the giants, right? And I think that that's what I always remind myself. Uh, Sprotways is not, uh, not going to be Sprotways without the... Uh, the the credibility and without the uh, commitment and support from the people that we are representing in a way where it's, we're or- orchestrating what you said, basically, I think the control, the control is that giving back to the customers, but what we're doing is orchestrating the, or connecting the dots. And, uh, you know, I think what's important on the marketing strategy is really about, you know, it's not a marketing strategy anymore. I think it's just about a uh, natural sense of connecting the dots and building the community. Uh, and, you know, un- unfortunately, um, community in cannabis is kind of a, you know, it's double-edged sword. In one side, basically, you have a very close community that doesn't want to talk to anyone and want to keep their intellectual property and secrets for themselves. On the other end, you have actually this new entrance in the cannabis market. They would like to open it up as much as possible because they want to harness the, the, the essence of it. I think what we need to do is to bridge those gaps and have a practical uh, kind of a uh, you know, meaningful conversation and the, uh, and also, also kind of a filter what needs to be presented because, uh, it's like, you know, we cannot have people drinking from fire hose every single time. And I think what we need to do is to filter those and, uh, and have a little bit more, uh, uh, sanitized, practical, and also healthy conversations. Uh, so I think that's the first thing we do from, uh, from the, uh, kind of a, from our communication, building that community. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, and I think to add on to that, it's really important, you know, when, when Joseph was saying about the community, it's really important to, to dig deep and to, to talk about the standard operating procedures. And here at Sproutways, we're really focused on on trying to over-deliver and giving the right marketing material for our for our, um, our consumers, our brand. And, you know, that starts with our the dispensaries that we work with currently. You know, it's just giving them the right information of, how to properly grow and, and have the right videos and what's the difference between feminized and non-feminized and just education. And that's what really, that's what really we're trying to do and bring together and to, to share with, with our audience. I'm going to go a little deeper on that. How, what's the vehicle? Like how are people able, how is the person that's listening to this podcast um, going to understand the effort that you guys are putting into this? Um, is it through bud tender education? Are the bud tenders the ones that are making that connection to consumers? Because let's let's be honest and um, and face the facts here. 
the cannabis consumer is highly ignorant, not by choice, just by volume, right? Mm. It's so hard for them mm. to to understand or make decisions. There's so much news flying around um, every day about things that, you know, a lot of times it's a it's a marketing hype that gathers people's attention. How what mm. what steps or what tools are you guys utilizing? I hear your desire to to educate the consumer, but like what, how does one learn about what you have going on and what, and how hard is that for you? Because it's, because we don't have a direct line to consumers and it's fairly fractured either via Instagram yeah. or social media. Like what steps are you guys yep. taking to help kind of build that following? Yeah. So, um, by the way, Danny, I mean, uh, this is for the, all the audience out there. What, by the way, we didn't rehearse this. This is a fantastic conversation. And I think that what I, what I, you know, what I'm just odd basically is that I think that we're kind of aligned in the in the conversation that we have, and also kind of the problem and the and the solution and, and the market fit. It, but you're able to kind of a uh, you know uh, guide the uh, this conversation to a little bit uh, to really very valuable uh, you know information. And, and and thank you for actually for doing that. But uh, so I I can tell you basically what we've done. So uh, you know kind of a, this is kind of a, a it's not our secret recipe or anything like that. But I think this is something that we've been experimenting, and I and and, you know, uh, from prior experience, basically what, you know, I, I came from open source. And uh, so, you know, part basically of Linux Foundation what, um, and Open Networking Foundation, my job basically is not, it's not only to provide disruptive technology and evangelizing it to thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people, but trying to hurt the cats. And the cats are basically the, uh, the big giants of operators and the big giants of the enterprise of the world. And that's actually hard, right? Because they have the money, they have the, the, the uh, business objectives, they have basically the pressures of the economic and, and you are basically an open source foundation. And so, uh, so I took basically that challenge and, you know, and took basically the framework and the blueprint and trying to implement that into what we have right now. So prior to the genetics operations of Spotways, um, we were actually very focused as a uh, media and education company, uh, meaning basically is that our job is to basically to connect people and to actually to, to uh, make them to be part of a specialized uh, kind of a community or a specialized kind of a channel in a way in which basically they can talk, they can share insight with one another. And so when we first kind of, a, um, you know, launch in a way, we launched ourselves basically as a community platform. And, and, and what we, what I believe is that you, you, you can't, you know, much like anything else in the big, uh, kind of a, in the big pool of the initiatives and, you know, and hyper, hyper up type of uh, insights and news and everything is that you have to go back to the drawing board. You have to go back to the basics. And the basic basically is about understanding the problem, looking basically, you know, at the, at the small uh, scale, uh, and then trying to basically provide predictability and consistency in the information education. Uh, so at first what we do is that we, Build a small community uh, within actually the uh, you know the small you know geographic of the Santa Cruz County, uh, inviting basically up to about 50, 75 people into uh, one event and talking about our mission and vision, which is to help them, uh, hearing them, understanding their problem, and from there we actually grew to uh, build more events to basically 200 people or more. And then after that, growing again, basically to in which we, the last event that we did was the 518 event. Uh, there was what we call it the Cannabis Summit. We did it in the Aptos. And, you know, what we want to do is actually to 
Um, How did have, I miss that? Uh, well, I, you know what, Danny? Um, I don't know how you missed that, but probably that bums me out. I mean, I know that. why. I know yeah. it's because there's too much noise everywhere, and I just didn't see it. That's <laughs> that's kind of what I was getting at. Sorry to interrupt you, but like when you said Aptos, I'm like Jesus, no, no, dude, yeah, that's, that's where I live. Absolutely, absolutely. I think, and I think that that's that's why that's that's so much noise. So, so the only way for us to to kind of uh, go through the noise is to to uh, cut through the noise, actually provide something of value. Uh, and, you know, we can only do it kind of in a small scale that we have and then growing it actually in a predictable and consistent way. And documenting and reporting a lot of those information is important as well. Uh, and also the channel in which we need to be able to disseminate that information is important as well. With current today's crisis, I think that the, uh, it, it forced us to be more efficient and more effective in disseminating those information in the modular forms. So, you know, I think that, you know, we don't have kind of a, the, the kind of silver bullet to all of it, but what we can do that has been effective is that one, is try to modularize those content in something that's a little bit uh, easier to digest. Uh, you know, one, two, three minute content. Uh, and then providing basically kind of an, almost uh, providing a material of a, like a structure or a curriculum in which people are able to digest them based upon their level. Uh, we're not there yet, basically, and be able to have all this, but we do have all the assets, and we're we're right now in the process of modularizing everything and providing and publishing those in kind of in a very uh, stage way, kind of a very step-by-step way. So that's one, 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 one side. The other thing also that we have to do is we have to continue this conversation uh, through a, a platform. Uh, so we have uh, kind of a couple of different platforms we are utilizing that allows for people to have a specialized uh, chat uh, that's being moderated so that if they have any questions to any one of our uh, breeders or any one of our expert cultivation experts or even just about marketing or business, they can talk to us directly. And we start first with the, with the let's say with the butt tenders within the Santa Cruz Naturals uh, people, basically we take their information and then we invite them, we onboard them onto this community and so that we can have a close loop of that conversation. If this works, uh, then it will create a ripple effect in which we hope we can scale to all the other partners, uh, dispensary partners that we have, and then building basically that sort of a community. And I think doing this as well, doing a podcast such as this with you, building a new relationship, and we've just got invited with another podcast as well. That's the only, that's one thing that we can do. And I think that it's about uh, kind of a change happens basically with everyone else. Does that happen from this one person? We hope that we can actually we can bring this best practice and then share that with the uh, with our brethren, right, uh, within our relationship. That's kind of a my my thought to it. You know, it's funny. I I'm sitting on your website right now while you were chatting, and um, you know, again having some intimate knowledge of at least bouncing off Jake every now and then and tracking and watching. Um, you know, now's as much as everybody's, you know, locked up in the COVID situation, you know, kind of doing our quarantine to do our job to flatten the curve and to, you know, kind of stay away from people while we, it gives us a chance to do stuff like this and, you know, learn. And I think one of the most important things, that I, and you answered the question the way I was hoping, which is you're creating content, 
um, to share with people because I think nowadays, you know, when I was growing a business, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, Joseph. When sorry, Jake, you may be a little young to remember a world without so, without social media, bro. But uh, when we were building a company in the '90s, fuck, there was nothing, yeah. dude. There was no communication yeah. like we have right now. Oh. And so, oh, yeah. you know, the fact that you guys are building content, I think you're on the right track. You have to kind of, you have to do the circuit because there's it's not a traditional market by which you can get your voice out there. Um, and so people can actually learn about you. And then once they learn and, and the fortunate thing that we're in right now that we weren't in 10 years ago or even 12 years ago when social media kind of popped off, people are looking for content now before people waited for content to come to them. Now people are going after content and finding things. And so I think you guys are <clears throat> time is your worst enemy at the moment. And you just got to keep going step by step. Um, one of the things that I find is interesting, and I'm just going to ask because it's such an interesting word for most people. They don't understand what metric means, right? They don't understand what metric compliancy means. Um, they, a lot of customers think metric has to do something around the testing, the cleanliness. Explain what being a metrically compliant company means. That's uh, kind of interesting. So the... Uh I would say that the, um, you know, I would, I would kind of put an analogy on this. I think that many industry, basically, especially in the early age, um, you know, the same thing with cloud, the same thing with networking, uh, the same thing with the, uh, with even PC back then, back in the days. I think there's always a certain, I use the word metric now from the perspective of performance, key performance, key standard, key criteria to, to qualify if something actually is good to go to market. I think that the way that we have right now in, in cannabis is because we've, we've, uh, we've kind of uh, grown so much from the traditional market up until now, but in the legal market, uh, we're still very young. So metric has been used, obviously, in different states that has been kind of uh, you know, regulated under their, the, uh, the state regulations to sell under recreational or medical or both. And metric has been used to be able to register the kind of uh, that products and the and also the, the chain of the production up until to the sale they call it the seat to sale uh, to be able to uh, kind of uh, uh, provide some kind of um, tracking basically that's why they call the track and trace to track basically the production up until distribution up until basically the selling aspect of that particular product uh, now we kind of uh, pride ourselves here in california saying that we're metric compliant we were actually first, uh, we, you know, before we start um, the uh, spotways, we are already an, a vertically, uh, I'm sorry, we are already a certified integrator for metric, which means that we're one of those companies actually that can take, uh, that have access to the metric APIs. APIs is uh, the interface that you use to be able to communicate on the, on the backend programming information. So the information that people have about what's the poundage, what's the name of the strain, where it's being grown, all those things are information uh, kind of, uh, you know, interfaces. And we are certified to basically to build a platform and software to harness those information and publish them to the people and also to input or output any type of parameters that making sure that this product uh, can be traced from where they were sourced, where they were produced up until basically where they're being sold. So that's what we think about metric. Now, um, I'm Taking this a little bit further by using the word metric compliant, because again, we talk about seeds in the beginning. And I think seeds are one of those things that have been kind of a miss in this whole ecosystem. 
uh, product here basically has a one eighth of the flowers. It's very easy for people to see that that's an actual, uh, you know, that's, that's cannabis. That's something that can actually have a psychoactive effect. Basically, that way you have to regulate them because it's like alcohol and tobacco. Seeds are very uh, kind of a, you know, it's, it's, um, uh, it's not very, it's not deliberate, right? It's, it's obviously you, there's no psychoactive effect of it, but they're important basically in the ecosystem. So in a way, what you mentioned that they were new in this market, it is actually true, uh, true because we're, we're seeing that right now is that the compliance seeds are still uh, not very known to the, to the mainstream market. However, we have to build this into the into kind of our positioning and messaging and into our way to operationalize into the SOP to operationalize the the whole um, supply chain because it's important to do that because of the genetics, the compound, and because also the quality at the end. So what we talk about metric, my uh, closing on this is that we look at this as the transparency of the actual source. Uh, of the product in which has that which it has all the different type of parameters and compounds understanding the cross and the DNA understanding also the uh, how it's being uh, cultivated how it's being processed until it gets to your kind of a, to the store or it gets basically to your table so that's what we think about metric we're extending that metric to provide us basically key metrics to the growing data, the plant science, the DNA, including education about who's breeding it from yeah, kind of a, from the very beginning. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think what again, bleeding edge, obviously, and significantly ahead of the curve because the cannabis consumer doesn't even know that this is where it's going to be going. And, and I, I don't know what your guys' long range plans are, and we didn't discuss it, so I'm just going to hypothesize on my side, but you know, three to five years out is when this kind of stuff is going to be a cemented part of the space because people will be educated to know all the way back to the breeder. Um, if, if the cannabis industry only realized that two thirds of the cannabis that's out there is coming from the same one third of the people growing it, um, it would, they would be surprised at how many white label and people just make up strains, you know, and they can just, they can take a strain and whatever COA you, you know, there is no, there is no ISO standard for naming uh, nomenclature of strains. So people can literally take a strain that is coming from the same place and white label it and call it something else or give it an effect name. Um, a lot of people are doing that too. Like they're, they're kind of, there's those brands that are out there that instead of going back to the strain or going back to the, we have so much to learn on the plant still, but let's just take the, what we know right now, the THC percentage, the CBD percentage, the Terps, all that stuff, we're starting to be able to educate customers away from just how much THC does this plant have and really starting to, you know, I'm excited about the DNA of things because as we do more research, people can actually don't have to experiment like at least I did. I mean, there was times I smoked weed that like had me so freaked out that I, that I was like, I'm not smoking weed ever again, you know, but you'll be able to know now because you, you guys are creating a path to really you're creating an ISO standard in the space that is crying out for ISO standards because people, the consumer is so new um, that even the weed heads are learning stuff every single day when it comes to, you know, how this is going. And, and most people, 
most greenhouses are doing, you know, they're they're buying clones from Darkheart or somebody else. Like there's there's not that full seed to sale um, kind of implementation in every aspect of the space. It's just been people growing as big of a canopy as they possibly can and then offloading that almost in an agricultural fashion um, as quickly as possible without any real distinction of where it's landing or how it's landing or what it's being represented as, which is, again, it's kind of like a, uh, a lightning rod that you guys are kind of completing here that is going to hopefully distinguish itself from other brands and begin to educate the consumer a little bit about, you know, almost like knowing where your food comes from. You know, we have this whole presence of like, we want to know where our food comes from. We go to farmer's market. Um, and I think that same kind of implementation of what you guys are attacking is, you know, is coming to the forefront. What are your plans for the next, you know, six months? How is COVID-19 impacting the Sproutways business model right now? That's 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 uh, interesting. And again, I'm going to do this in one uh, first and second part, um, and then I'll let Jake also provide kind of what the plan that we have in the sales business and also the marketing. Uh, I would say this. Uh, so first of all, actually, to answer it, I'll I'll provide a little bit of my my, uh, my background a little bit. You know, kind of very very quickly in this one. The part you know, uh, part uh, part of me are the tech person that have uh, built platform for and also built uh, the open source community. The other part of me, essentially, I'm a uh, son or grandson or great grandson of the uh, the herbal uh, medicine company in Southeast Asia, and we've done this basically. Uh, my family have been uh, producing, processing, and uh, building herbal medicine since the uh, 1940s. So uh, it's I'm not saying cannabis is is new or old, but I think that I'm taking some of the best practices that we've learned uh, over the uh, tens of decades, basically that. We've done this, and one way basically we want to do is transparency. And I think that there's a old adage, or basically even a new adage, basically education is the key to innovation, invention. And I think that that's the reason why internet, you know, has opened up so many doors to a lot of people and opened up a lot of minds of of everyone. It's because of the fact that we're providing transparency to what it is, and showcasing to people what it is, and because it is important. Also, it's safe. That way, then, um, you know safe for people to be able to do the things that they want to do with it, consume, process, or to uh, materialize that in, in whatever way. So uh, so that's the first thing. The, the next thing is we need to ask about the business model that we, we look at it. I think, you know, business model actually is pretty simple. And I think that to get into this level of simplicity uh, has been thousands of hours that we've actually looked into how we operationalize a, I, I wouldn't call ourselves as disruptive. I, think I would call us that basically as practical. Uh, how do you, take a practical approach that has been done as a best practice to different types of industry in both agriculture and technology and put it into a kind of a this young industry like cannabis in the, the legal cannabis uh, industry. So uh, we took, uh, we basically sell to, or we actually partner with B2B um, and we provide the channel and, or we simplify the streamline the supply chain from the kind of a deliberately from the seed up until basically the the byproducts that are processed or or natural, and we help to package market. Uh, when we use the word packaging, we're packaging with material asset that's both virtual and physical, and making it easier for people to both trace and also to also to uh, provide insights uh, in the long run, so that they know where this is coming from and they actually can get 
wealth of information education about it. And so those are provided for free. So we're helping actually the B2B, our B partners, uh, to kind of sell this easier and to actually to not have any type of, um, you know, kind of a too much hands-on of the, of the explanation that they have to provide for their consumers, but the consumer themselves are educated enough to look because we have, we have educated consumers right now. Um, the other part basically is the other B part, the other business model is also to help other growers and nurseries to be able to have a trusted partner that knows exactly where this comes from, right? And we do have a library of thousands of genetics, uh, thanks basically to the, our legendary breeders and partners, that they can differentiate how they want to grow, what they want to grow, and at what point that they want to grow this. So there is going to be a wealth of those ingredients that they can take to market. So those are the business model. And I think is that with the COVID-19, um, it does two things. I think it, the, this crisis that we have uh, kind of a puts, puts people back in kind of a, in the drawing board in some cases, the one that really understand what, what this supply chain and the crisis will impact the distribution and also the delivery and the accessibility of it. And also, it also can bring the drawing, uh, kind of a bring the drawing board of the people, of the investors, and the people basically, and that that have been orchestrating this to see that what is really important in this in this kind of a new scenario that we have in this upcoming months or even years. What do we have to do to be able to uh, kind of uh, operationalize this more in a transparent, open, and also more educated? That way. It gives people the right power or control to be able to uh, provide the best medicine for the patients. At the end of the day, is to provide accessibility, provide the best quality, and also providing the transparency of the insights and education to all of them. That's kind of a, my my thoughts to it. Jake. Yeah, I mean Joseph Joseph nailed a lot of the points. Um, but to, to answer your question, how is COVID affecting this? Um, we're doing we're doing a lot more things digital. We're we're thinking about the the future of. And Joseph touched on a really key point. Um, on our packaging, there are there are things on there that you're able to for the end consumer, for them to be able to get further education, to get that knowledge, to get that content, like you were talking about earlier, Danny, um, to to help them with the process of once the transaction is done to have them have major success. And I think that's, that's where Sprout Waves is going. We want to help really be uh, an amazing community, really focused on the genetics and education and just try to use all the resources that we know possible um, for the end consumer to help them with, with the education and, and the genetics. We started this off by <clears throat> kind of talking about the press release that you guys, a little the vertical uh, supply chain that you guys have assembled with Wave Rider Nursery and Santa Cruz Natural. When when can consumers begin to see that product flowing uh, through that pipeline? Like, are we looking, you know, six to eight weeks out, two months out? Like, when does that product land for the consumer to be able to purchase? Jake. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, the the product is able to be purchased now um, through our genetics, uh, through the seeds right now, through um, some of the dispensaries that you named earlier, 
um, as well as some other partners in um, the Oakland area. And we're, we're just really focused, like I said, on the seeds to start, but we'll eventually have other products in our, in our pipeline as, as clones and, and mostly the flower. That's what we're going to be really focused on. Um, but right now it's seeds through, through the dispensaries. And if you guys, if people take a chance and go to the website, um, you know, as I was, while you guys were talking, I was just, you know, going through it more and more. It really is a wealth of information. I, I happen to, you know, Durban Poison is like one of my faves. And I noticed that uh, you got to have one on here called High Voltage. And so I started reading yeah. about it. And, you know, there's there's a full description of the plant. There's a picture of what the a finished bud would look like. There's the potency, the flowering time, how to sex it, what's the height, um, the fact that you can grow it indoor-outdoor. It's a hybrid. It's a balanced dominance with the fruity, fuely flavor. And then you got a little bit of Breeder's Diary with the other – uh, strains that they're you know uh, contributing to your guys's platform, and then then you have a little bit about the seeds. I mean, the biggest thing is being able to go to a web page and having your your questions answered without having to look at an FAQ. And then you also have like a little like how to series. Um, so I think you guys are doing a great job with creating that 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 platform of literally walking someone through as if they're in a shoots and ladders game to the end result. Um, and I think that especially as we continue to progress into the space and, and as, you know, right now we're seeing a lot of heavy handed regulation, which is causing the illicit market or mm. underground market to flourish. Uh, people are mm. are going, which is kind of in a way, ironically, a benefit to you guys, because this means more people might be trying to grow their own um, and start trying to really understand a little bit more, which ironically, whether they succeed or fail will teach them a little bit about genetics and how things are supposed to act and how hard it is. I mean, people, let's not, I'm not going to just lie to you. Like to these, these people that are breeders and growers and mm. that is the hardest job in the world to do. So it's, mm. it's really a, um, right now a blessing to have access to something like what you guys are offering because most of it out there is eh, you know, you got to be pretty educated to know what you're, what seeds you're getting. And, and it really is a little bit of a speakeasy game to get those seeds, um, the ones that you're looking for. So kudos to you guys for building out a well-rounded website that not only touts what you do, but actually gives education. And, you know, you're, you're kind of almost a, like a platform for other people you're, you're really providing the ecosphere for people to come and become educated about these breeders and what's going on. And, um, I'm excited to see how that rolls out over the next couple of years. I, like I said, I've seen it. I think Jake and I started talking a couple of years ago about maybe potentially having you guys advertise on CCTV. It was still really premature at that point. Um, you guys were still kind of building things out and, and then having seen where it's at now and then, culminating with that press release i know colin was really excited about it i know colin's one of those operators that is uh pretty intent on clean cannabis and really yeah. bringing the right product to his consumers not just the branded product because most dispensary owners go after whatever hype is happening because that's what the consumers are going after so you know getting away from the heavy hitters if you will of the world and getting more into the the true product that we know is going to prevail. All those brands are going to kind of eventually take their seat at the table, but it'll be things like this and companies like wave rider and Santa Cruz natural and, 
the consumer that will benefit off of what you guys are doing. Absolutely. I think, Danny, you've said it the best way, and I think that that's a, you know, that's a beautiful uh, closing. Um, I want to do a shout-out also to all the our partners that we have out there. Uh, Jake mentioned a little bit about the our Oakland dispensaries as well, like Hi-Fi and Eco. And also uh, we have uh, a Curbstone as well. You know, everyone can actually see all the our dispensary partners from our website. But I think that you summarize it really well, Danny. And thank you again for that, uh, for all the acknowledgement. Uh, and, and we know that the road is still long. Uh, we're only doing what we can. And I think that the more people that we partner with, the more people that we engage with through this platform that you have here and through others, hopefully we'll get into the smart people's mind and then help us actually to bring this best practice uh, globally. Well, I, I just I, thank you for that. And I, it's always nice for me to be able to to get educated and to learn a little bit more. Uh, like we talked about offline, this is therapy for me too, to, to kind of see where the space is going, who are the mover and shakers, who who's stomping the gas right now, who's pulling over to the side of the road. And it's evident that, that Sproutways is not uh, pumping the brakes, that you guys are definitely full bore ahead. Where can people find you? Uh, there's Sproutways.com. I encourage people to go check that out and really read up on things. But what are your guys' social handles and, and what can people do to kind of get in contact with you? Twitter, at Sproutways. Those are the best ways to, to get a hold of us. People, if you have questions, slide into their DM. Send them a note. Jake's pretty active on there. We communicate all the time. In fact, we put this whole thing together across Instagram DM. Uh, thank you guys for your time. I really appreciate it. Stay safe out there. Thank you, Danny. Um, Make sure that we come out on the other side stronger than before and be kind. Thank you, Danny. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Danny. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to this edition of Cannabis Karaoke, another kick-ass podcast about all things cannabis. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and our website, CannabisKaraoke.tv. And if you or someone you know would like to be on the show, please hit the Book Your Interview button on the right. Cannabis Karaoke. Grab the mic and tell your story. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.